from Star Studios in Denison, Texas, this is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a weekly podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr that consists of interviews with other sign painters and some of the customers and characters Sean comes across while running his studio. Okay, welcome back to Coffee with a Sign Painter. Uh, in this week's episode, uh, we're going to mix it up a little. I've, I've talked um, quite a bit with um, some of the veterans of the craft, and uh, we're going to talk to one of the newcomers, one of the new kids on the block. Uh, his name is James Roy Thomas. Uh, he has Blue Jacket Sign Company in Costa Mesa, California. And uh, I've got some history with James. Um, he's, he's been a sign painter for about two years now where he's actually operated his own business. But um, it was a couple of years ago, uh, James first started hounding me by email. And I was very reluctant at first to, uh, uh, to, ta- to take him on. Um, he was kind of hopeful that I would... Um, kind of mentor and advise him through email um, on starting a business as a sign painter and learning some of it. And uh, I I was a little reluctant um, as we talk about in the interview. I um, I had kind of been not burned, but kind of burnt out on just getting contacted over and over and over by people wanting to get into the trade and spending time with them. And a couple of months later, they've dropped out and you know, there's nowhere to be found. Uh, but James is something different. James has uh, has stuck with it, um, and he's toughed it out, and he's made his own uh, mark for himself in the L.A. market, um, and it's already done some really high-profile jobs, and uh, it's got some good momentum, and I'm, I'm proud of him. He's, he's really worked for it, and um, I'm I'm uh, proud to be able to have been a part of that for him, um, and uh, hopefully I didn't do too much damage to his uh, future career by advising him. But uh, so let's uh, let's meet James Roy Thomas, Blue Jacket Sign Company, Costa Mesa, California. I've got allergies, so I'm like totally spaced out. So <laughs> some slack today. <laughs> Seven minute drill. No, I haven't. I haven't. Uh, I haven't taken anything. I probably should, but I'm like super paranoid about all that stuff. It always makes yeah. me doped out and feeling horrible. So, but oh. I do take bee pollen. Yeah. Yeah. How's that work for you? It works awesome. Really? Yeah. We're just in the thick of it. Everything's opening up right now, uh-huh. and once it gets to that point, it's not much you can do. But yeah, the bee pollen. Um, I read about it. Uh, if you get the lo- local local uh, beekeepers yeah. and you get their their pollen, which is these little granules, yeah, and you just take a few of those every day, and it builds up a somewhat of an immunity to whatever's growing around you. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny because uh, the job I had before, um, I was working at a juice bar in a health health store down here. We yeah. have called mother's market and so i started at like in a deli and then juice bar and we were we're making like you know green juices and smoothies and stuff so uh, and a lot of the it's a nutritional store so we would we would put in bee pollen and and all different kinds of you know supplements for these people's smoothies and, and drinks and a lot of the times you have leftover from a smoothie it's got bee pollen or whatever so i started like just taking the, the you know uh-huh. drinking the the leftovers and uh, 
after a while, I got allergic to the, the bee pollen. Oh, so, yeah, it makes your throat itch. It, well, my lips would get all itchy and swollen. Oh, okay. And I'm like, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I started itching my face, and I'm like, feeling all weird. And like, oh, do you probably just develop an allergy because you're... Ah. You're, I was eating, you know, drinking and consuming it so much that I developed this allergy for it. So now I can't have any bee pollen in it. Or oh wow, yeah, I got forbid to get stung by a bee. I don't know what will happen, but what are you gonna do? Maybe you'll turn into a mutant. Yeah, well, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, you, um, let's just talk about your background. How, how long have you been painting signs now? Um, I've been painting signs probably. A little bit over two years. Okay. Um, like as a business, right? Yeah. Well, I've had the business probably for a year and a half or so, I think. And uh, full time, you know, like I was working, uh, doing graphic design uh, full time. And then when I would come home, I was painting signs, practicing and stuff like that. And then, so I would still do work, but. Uh, it wasn't, um, like my sole income. So as far as doing the business full time, uh, I'd say about a year and a half and this is all I do now. So, um, and you're surviving and I'm surviving. I've made it here alive. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Now, yeah. um, what was that? Like, uh, it was probably a year and a half ago. You had started out with this contraption you built for your bike, right? For your bicycle. Yeah. That was really yeah. cool, but someone stole it. Someone stole it. Yeah, I had uh, I had this idea, like thinking, you know, because I went, when I got, you know, hooked on the hand painted signs and looking at at the stuff like everybody was doing, and I'm like, oh man, that stuff's so rad. Like, wouldn't it be cool to be able to ride around on your bike, like in Orange County or a nice, you know, condensed neighborhood or city, and like, and have all your gear on your bike and sneak, go by a storefront, you know. Uh, pop open the box that I built behind my bike that you would tow all your stuff in and it had an easel built into it and everything. And I mean, yeah, that was pretty all. sweet. I saw pictures you had posted of it. Yeah. It was kind of like this pipe dream. I just wanted to like, I'm like, I have this idea. Can I do it? And I Eat know the system not have to have a car. <laughs> well, yeah, but I just, it, it's one of those things where you're like, Oh, this would be really cool. But it, it was a kind of like, I challenged myself to make it work. And it's like, how am I going to, you know, fabricate this thing that I could make it work? And uh, so I bought, I bought that little bicycle frame on like Amazon. They shipped it, and then I just started measuring everything out, and you know, buy bought the plywood, and then basically built the box so that like the lid would come up, and it had a, a kickstand out, and it had a little easel where you could set cards or signs on it and paint, store all your stuff in it and then close it down and write off. And, um, you know, I did all the lettering on it and I, I think I took it to two like farmer's markets mm -hmm. and didn't sell one single sign. Like I was doing, like I said, uh, I will paint your name on anything like here for $2, like uh -huh. just to do it. And right. like nobody, no one took you up. No one took it. And I had one guy, I had made these like custom license plate frames that said like support your local sign painter or whatever. And one guy wanted one that said, uh, like chive on or something and he bought like <laughs> so five terrible. <laughs> yeah i'm like okay and i sold one and it was down it was probably like a two and a half or three mile bike ride but full of like one shot 
and signs that I had painted. Thing was heavy, and it's going. It's on like a major street just to get home, so it was really nerve wracking. <laughs> but it got stolen out of my carport the one morning, and I. You never got it back. Never got it back. I slept in the back of my car with a baseball bat to see if the guy <laughs> would come back and like get more stuff out of our carport, and uh, never did. So that's just one of those things. Like at least I have photos of it. It was cool, but uh, now the guy's rolling around with. Blue Jacket Sign Company posted on this box and whatever. It was very cool, and uh, oh, thank you. I, I think it was a cool concept. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are was, you going to try doing that again? I thought about it, but I never really used it when I had it. You know, yeah. it was, was a good was, advertising gimmick. Yeah, it was cool. You know, I could ride down the street, people would see my name and and see like, oh, that wow, sign painter. Like, never seen that before. And like, people, I thought it would draw some interest, and I was like. It brought interest, apparently. Yeah. That's the wrong kind. <laughs> some other person, but um, I thought about doing another one, you know, but uh, I just don't, it's not really practical where, where we live, you know, mm. to, to be able to bike around to your job. And I work, my, now I live in Huntington Beach, which is about 25 minutes from my shop. Okay. I don't really like, want to ride my yeah. bike not tow that thing so where's your studio located now you just moved into one a while back right yeah it's in costa mesa um which i i lived uh five minutes down the street from from uh my shop now so it's like right off the end of the 55 freeway and dumps right into costa mesa and that's it's about a mile from the freeway there okay so yeah, it's it's cool. It's actually a an artist collective. So I have this front unit. Um, it's very small. It's like under two hundred square feet, but it's just enough to keep you know basically paint out of and do things uh, you know out of it. And then in the back, there's a there's a stained glass artist okay. and an interior decorator and another guy that makes like custom. Uh, iPhone cases with a CNC machine. Okay. So you can send him like vectorized artwork and he'll like burn it into a phone case. So you're surrounded by creative people. Yeah. There's, there's people in here all the time and like, uh, doing cool stuff. So it's, it's kind of neat, you know, that it's, uh, it's open 24 hours a day and everything. So you can come and go as you please. And it's, it's awesome. It's a perfect setup for me. So cool. So having, um, been doing this for, a comparatively short amount of time, um, but you're you're succeeding. You're 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 building your portfolio. You're getting jobs. You're getting referrals. You know you're doing what everybody entering the trade wants to be doing two years from starting. Yeah. Um, like what what have you, has your challenges been? And like what advice would you have for you know other people trying to get into it? Like what mistakes have you made? that you could share that they'd learn from? <laughs> um, well, some of the challenges, I guess, is, well, just technically with using, you know, the brushes and, and the, the, the mixture of paint and learning, like, how to just, like, as far as physically painting, like, you know, how to turn the brush and, like, how to mix the paint for this kind of surface and, the temperature outside is, is hot, so it's going to slow down, you know, your paint time, and the, or the paint's going to dry faster. So you got to like adjust it. Like a lot of technical things that like you can't just read about, and okay. everybody's climate's different, so it's going to totally 
change. Um, that's, that was like a struggle. And I remember painting inside my apartment, like practicing casuals uh-huh. and like, just because I didn't know, I didn't know what, I didn't have an easel. I just like pinned, you know, tracing paper up on the wall and started painting. And it was just like the fumes were like overwhelming. You know, I can't do this inside an apartment and go right. to Mason. So, uh, you know, I just, um, that was just kind of really hard just trying to figure out like, I mean, I didn't know about one shot until I saw it in like Derek McDonald's video, like the camera panned around uh-huh. and you're like, what's that? Pause. And I'm like, I had to read it off the screen and go, one, okay, back it up. You know, like that's one shot. Okay. And so I would look at, you know, like I didn't know anybody that, that did sign painting. So I had to kind of like really like research on the paints and the brushes and where you could get them and stuff like that. Um, and I think a lot of the stuff that you've talked about, uh, you know, like making sure that you, you do stuff, you know, not necessarily for free, but you need more exposure. So you kind of have to do things to get your name out there, you know, whether or not you think it's, you're going to either lose money on it or, or make something, you know, at least good that somebody's going to refer you to, to a friend going, Oh, this guy does cool work. Check him out. Um, yeah. And to give a little background on that, um, you, you started pestering me a couple of years ago <laughs> and uh, I, I finally gave in to, um, you know, kind of uh, giving you some tips and ideas through email. And we've continued to do that up until even this last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, one of the things that I, I had mentioned to you, I think even repeatedly was just get as much work out there as you can. Yeah. Get pictures of everything, you know, uh, you know, that's one thing I would recommend to anyone entering the trade is um, you can't go tell people you're a sign painter. They have to see that you're a sign painter, <laughs> you know, Yeah. Uh, and uh, if you can't show them what you can do. And, and most of this stuff is so rare now that people have never seen it before in, in some communities, you know, like, you know, you had sent me a picture. What was that just yesterday of um, that tattoo shop that you had done the the copper silver and gold leaf on uh-huh. and um you know i think most people have come across gold leaf and seen it in a window at some point in some you know even if it's not in their town but like the copper and even the silver leaf um yeah you know, that's just really rare and um if you show somebody a picture then it's like oh well i could picture my name or my logo in that but if you're just going in and saying, well, hey, I got, I got this thing. I can do this really cool copper leaf. They're, I mean, you're like, you know, speaking a foreign language to them. Right. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that that too is, uh, you know, when um, my I'm getting married in August and I'm meeting Congrats. a lot of uh, my fiance's family and, and, and friends of theirs. And they're asking, you know, oh, so what do you do? And I'm like, well, I'm a sign painter. You know, I paint signs. And they're like, oh, okay. And. You know, they don't really, they don't really get it. And, you know, maybe they're thinking like supermarket signs or I don't know. I don't know what they think, but right. <laughs> once I show them like, oh, you know, I've done this and this is kind of like what I do. I think they, they kind of get it, you know, like, right. oh, okay. Like that's, that's really neat, you know? And I, I don't know because <laughs> it's such a, a rare thing and to be able to actually support myself and my family doing this is like, 
uh, an accomplishment in itself. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, being able to go, Hey, you know, in, in, in order to like tell, you know, a client, um, you know, we could do gold leaf and it would look really rad. And they're like, Oh yeah. Okay. And like, maybe they don't understand it. So yeah, having those photos or at least doing samples in your shop to be able to show, you know, potential clients like, Hey, this is what this looks like. And really, I think educating them on like the different effects and looks that, uh, like gold leaf, for instance, can, can give you, um, I think really helps them, like you said, visualize and conceptualize their design or their logo or something that they can incorporate in their business or in their home. Um, which I think can help, you know, obviously get more of that kind of work out there. And down here in Orange County, it's like every single business or, or strip mall, it's all, it all looks the same, you know? And right. I mean, it's, it's kind of beating a dead horse. It's just, everybody always says that, Oh, it's the same. It's the vinyl. And you know, it's just, it's so like boring. And the, and the, the one little, the little places, the gems around here that, uh, have cool signage or just the building itself is like a freestanding building that that's the one I like. Cause it's, it's not like cookie cutter yeah, <laughs> buildings, and that, and buildings. It's like just the, even the architecture, you know, like, yeah, and the word I have for that is predictable. You know, yeah. you, when you come upon a strip mall or whatever, you you know exactly what everything's going to look like, including the signage. And I think that's the the excitement that sign painting has always had is mm-hmm. because it's so driven by the artist creating it that it, it it's unpredictable. You don't know what you're going to you know come across. So when you go into these older neighborhoods. My wife and I went up last week to um, Hot Springs, Arkansas, um, to visit some friends, and um, you know they still have a lot of those really, really old buildings. Because back in the, I, I guess like the 30s, it was where all the gangsters used to go and um, chill out, and they'd go to these bathhouses and stuff. But yeah. they have these really cool old buildings, and you know some of the sign work I saw there was um, pretty cool. Some was kind of terrible. You know, but it was all old. Yeah. And it it was just, it's that unpredictability of like each time, you know, each building you're coming across, you're like checking out the signage and you're like, whoa, that's really weird. Like I, there was um, a gift shop in the um, basement of the Arlington Hotel, which is where we stayed, which is this, it's one of Al Capone's regular places he stayed. Okay. Um, And in the basement, they have this gift shop in, in the window uh, they somebody had done gold leaf with matte centers, mm-hmm. but the way they did the matte center was with gold one shot. Oh, and then they laid the gold leaf behind it, which sounds really weird, and it kind of was, but it looked really kind of cool. Wow, weird. It wasn't executed really great, but I could see that if you played with that and and had the right design, it would actually be really neat. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and I think you know. Like I, I've heard you talk about experimenting with different things and different techniques and stuff, and I think that's that's definitely one thing that I'm I'm trying to work on right now. Just in the shop is doing uh, different, just trying different stuff, like in a smaller, <laughs> uh, tangible thing. So you're not wasting a whole lot of time or materials right. on on experimenting. But you know, I heard of you know, laying in size and then letting it dry completely and then taking, uh, 
like some steel wool and just doling it up right. over that and like I'm like oh yeah I don't see what you know just try that and see what happens and it's like two sheets of gold and you look at it and like oh that doesn't really work so you're not out of a whole bunch of time or money and at least you like you tried it and then yeah like, and then you can keep it around and observe and see if it like still yeah. looks good a year or two later um, yeah. you know another thing too um, some advice I was given over the years that was always helpful to me was um, you don't put anything up in your shop that you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah. And you, you don't think about it. I mean, you, I think we tend to just kind of like put up stuff that we like that. Oh, I, I liked this little experiment I did, or I, here's uh-huh. a copy of a sign I painted. And I'll put this over here. But yeah. that's the stuff when people walk in, that's the stuff they're going to focus in on and be like, oh, well, could you make that? So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've, I think I've hurt myself a couple times, <laughs> you know, and, uh, I've had clients that would contact me about certain things and asking me if I'd be interested. I'm like, yeah, you know, that'd be kind of cool. And then I think about it, you know, a couple days later and I'm like, I really don't want to do that. <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like, I, 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 I try not to do a whole lot of stuff on the computer, like design work or graphics anymore. It's just cause I, I like to be able to tangibly make something and give it to somebody right. and potentially like drive by it on occasion. And instead of just sending off a file and going, okay, yeah, like, that's it. I'm never going to see it again, except for if I pull it up on my computer. And, uh, so yeah, I think that's the one thing that I, uh, I try I try to catch myself before I commit is, Am I really going to be like into this project? Because if I'm not, then I know I'm going to like procrastinate and it's just bad business, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's good to identify, you know, and that evolves, you know, oh, yeah. over time, you know, two, three years from now, you know, for whatever reasons you might be wanting to do more computerized or more design work versus paint work or whatever. And it depends on your environment too, you know, and uh, we had just <laughs> recently talked about this, um, we we've always done a lot of wood signs Mm -hmm. but in our studio in denton um once we got it all set up we realized the way the rafters were that every time we were cutting wood you know we're basically just creating this monstrosity where you couldn't really do clean paint work in there after you cut the wood yeah so i decided to just phase it out and i started subbing out some of it to a wood guy who was Mm -hmm. doing some of that work for us um but um, finally, I just decided, okay, I'm not, I can't offer wood signs right now. I just can't do it. And then now that we've um, relocated here in the train station, the, the people that maintain the train station have a, a wood shop. Awesome. And so they're, they're taking care of the wood cutting and that kind of stuff that's in a totally different area. That's great. So, yeah, it's, you know, you got to just kind of roll with whatever you have that you can work with because... Um, that's going to constantly change, I think. Yeah. It's always changed for me anyway. I, maybe I'm just unstable. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've been moving around quite a bit. Yeah. Um, you know, and that that's, there's a method to the madness, you know, that's, uh, uh, my wife and I do a lot of volunteer work and that kind of thing. So there's, there's other stuff behind the scenes that have dictated a lot of those decisions. I think sometimes people just observe, you know, relocating of a business through the internet and you know they're not seeing the the full equation but um it's been really good you know we've we've really enjoyed it and i i'm 
really excited to be in this town because it's like right at that cusp of it's kind of been struggling i think for probably the last 20 years and it's finally starting to come together and and get some focus and um we're on this um we're on main street and main street goes i don't know maybe eight ten blocks and it's all just really old buildings that's cool. And people are start. Uh, the city changed the um, uh, the zoning, so okay. now you can like live in a loft in one of the buildings and run a business downstairs. That's so rad. And you know, put this in context with you're in California, so yeah, um, you can buy some of these buildings on Main Street here for sixty to seventy thousand dollars. Really? Yeah, two to three story building, <laughs> historical building. Oh, and people are converting the upstairs into these really killer lofts, and they're opening up little shops downstairs. It's amazing. I mean, you can't buy that anywhere for that price. No, you can't. I mean, that, that that's just crazy. I've seen a couple of those places um, down in, like, San Clemente. It's like a, a living workspace, you know, two-story kind of a deal. Like, man, that would be so cool, you know, have the sign shop downstairs and a nice, you know, loft upstairs and um, like that, that would be perfect, you know. And uh, but it's just the pricing down. Yeah. It's just so ridiculous, you know. And I think, like, if you like, you know, financially for for California, Southern California, and specifically Orange County, the the housing price, you know, the prices here are just so ridiculous for the smallest thing, you know. Yeah. That if you can, you know, be successful doing something like this, or in a, in a trade that's rare in this economy in this location is that's being successful right there. Like, Oh yeah. Just to you, be you, able to survive and pay your rent doing hand painting signs in orange County. Like yeah, you're beating the odds for sure. It's <laughs> like crazy, you know? And, and I think people are surprised that like, you know, that you can make it work, but you know, I've worked, you know, two, two weeks straight so far, you know, every single day. So it's not like, like, you know, I'm putting in a little bit of time. It's like, I'm here working every day, doing something for the business or sending out bids and, you know, prepping signs or going to the store to get paint and doing all this stuff. And it's like a full-time business seven days a week. So, um, and that's important that you're pointing that out because that's the nature of the beast of not only sign painting, but just owning a business. And I think, you know, I've, I've had a lot of like design students. They're, you know, nearing, I, in fact, when we were in Denton, um, the, one of the professors at UNT approached me about, um, doing a, um, intern program, which I did for almost two years. And so, you know, these students would come to me and, you know, I, I think that there's such a misconception about how much work is involved, not only in running the business, but in sign painting, you know, yeah. carrying around big, heavy ladders and climbing up on the side of a building when it's a hundred degrees out and all this <laughs> stuff, it's hard yeah. work, Yeah, you know? And I, I think that what a lot of design uh, students are picturing is that you're sitting, you know, with the, your little artist beret in the corner, you know, <laughs> taking endless hours painting something. But you got to hustle, man. If you if you're not like knocking stuff out, yeah, you know, then you're not gonna survive. No, you will starve to death, or or yeah. you'll just like mismanage everything, and you have to close up, you know, a year later. Yeah, and then that's the thing too is like we've had conversations about about. Uh, 
that same thing, you know, be able to knock stuff out and hustle. And, and, and I, I was very strong, like focusing on drawing everything out by hand and, and giving somebody a custom work. And, and I'm really, I'm still kind of on the fence of that, you know, like the last couple signs I did, I used, uh, you know, the computer to kind of lay out the type and everything. But, um, it's kind of like you, if, if you're going to survive, you kind of have to pick and choose your battles. You know, it's like, yep. if I, you know, I can knock this thing out, but if I, if I, if I want to draw everything, it's going to take me like three days, you know, yeah. but I can, if I use the, the good design <laughs> aesthetics that I, you know, I learned in college and apply them tastefully, you can still produce a, a good amount of work. Yeah. And in the end, I, it's still hand done. Right, you know, yeah. and and it's not cheating. It's not you know, uh, you, it, you're still creating the thing from scratch in your mind, and yeah. you're just using some tools. Now the difference is, is when you cross the line, where that's no longer a tool. That's just like all you're doing is like yeah. type 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 uh, setting. You know, that's that's yeah. a different thing. Yeah. Um, but like for instance, I I just went over. Here's my uh, budget sheet for, <laughs> uh, you know, going into the new year. And I, like I mentioned in the last podcast, I'm I'm terribly not a businessman, and yeah. I should be more focused on how things function financially. And I'm trying to work on that. But you know, uh, it costs a lot more money just to have the business even open and functioning than I think. Well, even I realize, you know, whenever I look at like the expenses and all that, I'm like, holy crap, that's a lot of money. Yeah. You know, I'm afraid to do taxes. <laughs> yeah. Well, we have I, someone else I, do them because I can't deal with it. My glove box is full of receipts. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, this will be the first time I, I, I do taxes as a business, you know, um, solely and, you know, look at my expenses the past year and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to do everything by the book and. And uh, I'm afraid to see what, you know, everything has cost to keep this thing going. And um, I'm crossing my fingers that everything will work out okay and I don't owe too much in taxes. But that's one thing I'm not strong in either. Like, I don't, I don't keep the tightest books. Yeah. It's, t- it's hard. It's like a full-time job in itself, you know. Oh, yeah. You're out I mean, trying to, like, make science and make money, and then there's this full-time job on the the sidelines of keeping track of the money coming in and going out. And yeah, I, it's, it's, it's overwhelming. And that, and, and, and that's the thing that you always put on the back burner, yeah. you know, it's like, I got to do the work first and then I'll look at the books later. But, um, and it's always crunch time right around taxes. And you're like, Oh yeah, let's, let's see what, you know, what we did last year. And, and, see yeah, how and, and I remember um, now that we're talking about this, one piece of advice that I'd given you last year is to just keep your overhead as ridiculously low as you can. Yeah. So, and that that's something still, you know, to this day that I've just we, we, we've had so many ups and downs and so many dry spells and, you know, feast and famine kind of things over the years that I I just will not, you know, Ex- overextend myself with shop rent or any of the expenses you know it, yeah. if you ever lose sight of that when you hit the dry spell it can wipe you out yeah yeah i know it's it's something that i've i've definitely you know i could probably work out of my garage where i live now um 
but I, I feel like I'm more productive in having this, this space here. Yeah. Same here. And I like coming to work and being able to, you know, be away from home and really focus on what I got to do this week or that day. And, you know, it's, it's good. Cause I, there's too many distractions at home, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, my, my dream would have, you know, a, a storefront in a, in a busy city. So, you know, there's tons of eyes on your place, you know, daily and having the only like hand painted sign shop in Orange County would be like the best thing. I think well, like, I've gone me. that route too. And I can tell you that that's got its own challenges because oh yeah, I know. there's I'm nothing just, worse than just constant visitors, you yeah. know, and most of them because sign painting so unique and rare now, they're not there to buy a sign. They just like, Whoa, what are you doing? How do you do this? How do you do that? And you can blow a lot of time just, you know, being polite to people. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's, it's, I thought about that too. You know, I'm like, our shop here is pretty small. We have occasional people walk in. I mean, there's nothing on the door that would say, Oh, there's a sign shop here or, uh, you know, stained glass artists or anything, but you'll get a couple random people looking for another business in here. And then they say, Oh, you, you paint signs. I'm like, yeah. And you're in the middle of painting something, you know, and they want to, you know, you know, <laughs> talk shop or whatever. And it's, you, yeah, like you said, you can get stuck there in, and being polite and having a conversation. And then you, you know, meanwhile, you're, you know, you're stirring your paint so it doesn't, <laughs> yeah. you're trying to keep the brush wet so it doesn't like dry up. And then you're like, okay, well now this is gone. So now, you know, it's just like, I couldn't imagine like having that distraction on a daily basis unless you have somebody in the front, like front office or desk going, you know, yeah. okay, sign painter's painting, you guys can talk to me or. Well, we all run into it even out on site, you know, yeah. the people are just interested in it. And I, and I take that into account, you know, I mean, it's. <clears throat> It's unique and it's a cool thing, and people like to come interact and uh, yeah. and check it out and stuff. But I think a lot of times people forget that it's like, okay, this is how I'm putting gas in the tank and buying groceries, and I got to get this done because if I don't get out of here before four forty, I'm going to get stuck in traffic and oh. get home at eight o'clock at night, and you know yeah. all that, you know. Yeah, I had a, I had that one guy out in L.A. Uh, when I was doing that job, and. Uh, I was do I was sitting there working and like doing gold leaf and doing the transom and a guy had, uh, across the street had saw the my my truck that has you know Blue Jacket Sign Company on it and my phone number and he called me and I was I was painting and then he texted me like hey I'm across the street saw your truck can you swing by in like five minutes and I want to talk to you about some signs and I'm like. I finally took a break. I called him like, I can't go anywhere. I'm like, I'm in the middle of LA and I'm laying gold right now. I'm like, I can't. He's like, it'll only take five minutes. And I'm uh-huh. like, that's a potential client, but yeah, no way. Like yeah, I've had I'm that working. same scenario and, before. Uh, I told him like, listen, I'm sorry. I'm like, I, I can refer you to somebody else, but I can't do it right now. I'm like in the middle of a really big job and he was cool about it, but it's just like, yeah, if I'm not, if I'm not out of here by three 30, I won't be home until I, and yeah, it's you kind of you're on a time crunch. And then the next morning you're shot because you yeah. you know have been working plus r- running around. And uh-huh. so what's the deal with Blue Jacket Sign Company? What's the, the deal with that name? I've never asked you that. What what is? Oh, that? it's it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a cool story. Um, my uh, my fiance and I were uh, you know we were dating, uh, and we were discussing the business. You know, like she's been a huge 
supporter in, in, in the business and in sign painting and and uh, she loves what I do and she it's been great so <clears throat> I remember when I was telling her you know I want to uh, I want to quit my day job and do sign painting full time but I you know we need to come up with a name like it's not just going to be James's signs or whatever and uh, so we were we planned a trip down to San Diego to, to hang out with some friends and um, so while we're driving down there, it's about a two hour drive, you know, we're thinking, I'm like, well, what should we call it? What should we call it? And, uh, I'm like, well, I want it to be like blue collar, like a sound, like, you know, some kind of blue collar is kind of name. And I'm really into like tattoos and, and, and old, like Navy stuff. And, and so she was like on the phone looking at just something online and she came across, this term blue jacket, which was what they would call the, the new recruits for the Navy. Cause they would give them the, the blue, you know, suits and, okay. um, P code or whatever. Yeah. P code. They would give them. And so they, uh, along with being, you know, getting into the Navy, you got this manual. It's called the blue jacket manual. And it told you, it showed you everything from like how to tie knots to arm your weapon. And it's all this stuff. And I'm like, Oh, that sounds really cool. I like the sound of that, you know? And, blue jacket you know it's like a navy thing kind of has a tattoo kind of thing going on with it blue collar i like it i was like ah, that, that sounds cool um so then we get down to the hotel and we check in and we're waiting um to meet up some friends outside of the lobby and all these cars pull up in the middle of the hotel and like a whole row of them and like everybody gets out of the car and it's nate and these navy suits for a wedding Mm-hmm. at their dates and it was a whole like it was an, it was a, a navy wedding and I'm like those that's blue jacket those are the blue jackets like okay. that's exactly like um, that's a sign in itself I'm like <laughs> okay. have to call it blue jacket sign company and uh, so that's like how it how it came about and which just kind of sealed the deal right there when those guys came out of the cars for this wedding and dressed to the nines with the medals and everything it was it's pretty awesome so um, you should yeah. put that explanation on your website yeah, I should. I've been meaning to do a lot of things with the website um, or just anything, you know. But uh, like you said, it's being a full-time job, and it's yeah. one of those things you always put to the side. But it's definitely, I think, uh, the term story is a really big attraction to people. Yeah. They want, like a story behind a lot of things. And uh, I think it's that that's a good story. I think especially even more so now that everything is so interspersed and interwoven through the internet, you know, it's like everybody looks for the story now. Yeah. I think in the past that story just kind of evolved organically, you know, and people would kind of just spread it around. But now it's like, you got to let people know, you know, what's behind things, I think. Yeah, no, it's, it's for sure. And I think a lot of the, um, along with that, like educating people with uh, lettering and sign painting and and giving them a little bit of history behind these techniques and the things that you've learned and developed, they, they'll feel more attracted to the project or like what you do as for work, um, being able to like fill them in on, it's not just like a brush and a paint. We use this kind of paint and these kind of brushes are made from this kind of hair and you know, fill them in on, on what it is. And I think that story and seeing that, um, there's a lot of cool stuff that 
we use as tools and creating the science and drawing things out and, and just everything about it. I think people, I know. used to be better at that. Now I think I'm just kind of, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm heading into old fart status or what, but I'm just like, yeah, just point me to what you want painted. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, definitely done that a, a few times too, you know, and, um, but I, I think so you can, if you're a good judgment of character, you can tell when people like would might appreciate. Yeah, that, some know. people are really tuned in. Yeah, other people don't care. They're just like, oh yeah, how much is this, and when can you do it? And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know, no big deal. But um, there's a couple of clients that I have that uh, really like the stuff, you know, hand painted signs in general, and so I tend to you know, educate them or at least tell them what I know. I don't know a whole lot about it. You know, I'm still a young buck. So, um, what little I do know, I, I, I fill them in on it and I think they, you know, appreciate that and they feel like they can trust me a little bit more than, um, than normal, I guess. I don't know. That's a good point. Um, what's that thing that you were doing? I saw that little time-lapse video. Um, what was that national geographic or something? Yeah. So what, yeah. what was that? That was um, in when I was in college. A, a friend of mine that um, I was I had probably two or three classes with. Um, her name's Amanda Travella, and she's a, a, a rad designer. Um, we had our last two classes together and doing like package design. And uh, I think I did like a whiskey, like a whiskey label and packaging design, and she did one. Um, for I think another kind of beverage I can't, I can't really recall, but she's really good designer and um, she works for the creative firm that was hired to do this the intro for um, How to Lick Your Elbow, which is a new uh, TV program on National Geographic, and it's I think it's I've only seen like one episode, but it's kind of like you can't lick your elbow, and this is why, and then they show you like all the dynamics of the human body and it's like a lot of anatomy stuff. And so she had, uh, I guess the creative agency was looking for talent to do this chalk, uh, drawing of the artwork that they had on these big eight foot walls. And, um, she thought of me. So she called me up and was like, Hey, you know, would you be interested in, and in, in doing this? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, and I talked with the, with the, the agency and set up a date and went down there and, uh, they basically projected their artwork on this big wall. Um, and then we just lightly, you know, penciled in all the artwork and then they filmed it and we all went in and just filled in the whole thing, you know, and it was a time-lapse little thing. So you see everybody running around and filling in the logo and that was the thing. So we did it like, I think three times and, uh, and they're like, okay, thanks. And <laughs> go home. And I kept asking her, I'm like, when is it going to air? When is it going to air? And, and uh, she's like, I don't know. It's it's a lot of stuff's going on. I don't know what's going to happen. And then, like a week ago, I was sitting in front of my TV and I was just clicking through the guide and I saw the title, and I'm like, Hey, I worked on that. So that's you know? how you found out. Yeah, and I turned it on and it was in the middle of an episode, but it came on like an hour later. So then, I'm I'm telling uh, my fiance and I'm like, Hey, stay up. And I'm like, At at nine o'clock, I'm like, I might be on TV. And uh, sure enough, it was like the opening credits was like me, a picture of my face, like drawing this O. And uh, 
it's all time lapse. And so for a minute there, you can see the like, profile of my bald head. And it was pretty rad. I was so exciting so, stuff. Yeah, it was cool. So I got my 15 seconds of fame, I guess you could say. But yeah, that was a cool project. And, you know, I appreciate them, you know, Amanda reaching out to me and, and you know, considering me for that. So that was very nice. Very cool. Yeah. Well, it was nice visiting with you. Yeah, you too. I wanted to thank you again for all the help that you've uh, given me since I started and answering my email, my initial email. No, I was grouchy about it at first, but it's actually been pretty rewarding to watch you, you know. Yeah, take well, I know. I'm, I'm sure you get it all, all the time people wanting advice and stuff like that. And, you know, the time that you've taken out to, to help me out and answer all the questions and, and you know, give me advice has been a huge help. And I value your opinion and, and your wisdom uh, greatly. So I just want to say thank you for everything. And, and I appreciate it. Well, I appreciate you saying that. Um, you know, around the time, I think it was around the time you first approached me, I was pretty disgruntled because there were multiple people that I had already invested time into that, yeah. you know, they stuck it out for like three months or whatever. And, you know, you know, they, they were on to the next millennial interest or whatever. And I was just like, oh, man, you know, come on, stick <laughs> another with one, another one of these clowns. <laughs> yeah. So but, you know, I like I've, I've told you this before, you know, I've, I've been really impressed. I mean, you're, you're you, you've you've stuck it past the point where most people quit, which is tells me that you'll you'll be doing this, you know, 10 years from now. Yeah, um, I hope so. <laughs> Most people throw in the towel when things, you know, when they when they get sweaty and they have to be up on a ladder or, yeah. you know, it isn't what they thought. And it's actually a lot of work, you know, yeah. even running a business. Yeah. So. Well, I love it. And I, you know, I couldn't imagine doing anything else right now. It's it's awesome. Even the, you know, working all day on Sunday. It's, I never thought I'd want to work <laughs> on, on, on the weekends, but. You know, I, I got up really stoked to go to work, you know, and a lot of people aren't stoked to do a lot of things, especially work and most things. Yeah, most things. I love doing this. And, and it's everybody's been very generous with their time and, and, and listening to me and, and giving me advice. Um, so, you know, I appreciate it. And yeah, love it. Well, there you go, listeners. James did it. You can do it, too. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. <laughs> All right, man. We'll talk to you soon. Okay. Thanks. All right. Thanks, James. I appreciate you um, taking the time to talk and um, sharing your your vantage point, which I think will be really helpful for a lot of listeners out there who are uh, trying to enter into the trade. Um, and I, again, just want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, I'm really, uh, really having a good time doing these and having these discussions and uh, sharing like this and um, like to put a shout out to my buddy Hal Bridges I know he listens to the show and um, miss hanging out with him so I just thought I'd do him a solid and say hello uh, so we'll see you next week and um, thanks for tuning in today's episode of coffee with a sign painter is brought to you by full city rooster coffee roasters in Dallas Texas Roasting distinctive coffees from around the world. Sean drinks Full City Rooster coffee every day in the studio. You can order their coffee online at fullcityrooster.com.
for listening to Coffee with a Sign Painter, hosted by Sean Starr. You can find all sorts of info about the show and sign painting, including previous episodes, at our website, seanstar.com. Thank <laughs> you.